What is going on, y'all? This is the Get Up Podcast again, trying to stay woke every day, each day, every day, every second, minute, hour of the day. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? What's good? What's going on? We got S. Dot in the building. Of course, we are here as we are always here at PVA Studios. <laughs> um, we have Pharaoh on the line. What's good? Stay woke. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, that's always the reoccurring theme as our stay reasonably woke. Stay reasonably <laughs> reasonably woke. <laughs> and and of course as as S dot says that uh we are going to be doing later on a our reasonably woke segment and that is for or pertaining to the us as black Americans and beating and and uh, well no we're not doing that this oh week. no we're doing, that, uh, music. damn we're doing music sorry guys so we are what are we doing now again i'm always like a, i'm not even <laughs> right um this time we are doing our um musical proclivities i guess of african-americans and um whether we feel like this is a good form of music especially in hip-hop to be um you know, allowing our kids to listen to them and, you know, taking part in those messages and things like that. Gotcha. So, so that of that is our next or that is what we're going to be talking about later on today. Um, but uh, today was just another sad day in the giant history. Just wanted to let you guys know that uh, today, which is great. One of my uh, fraternity brothers, Lamar, uh, was able to pertain or uh, you know get get these tickets because he is a chef for the giants so to speak and uh we had pretty decent seats and it was good but i was like do i really want to go to a giants game one it's 30 some odd degrees here in new york and two it's the giants (laughs) and their season that they are having this year is just shitty (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we're going to be facing the Cowboys, who are still not having as good of a year, but good, a better year than us. Uh, but it was still a good time. Yes, they still lost 30 to 10. <laughs> we're leaving. As we're leaving, which is three minutes into the fourth quarter, uh, it is 23 to 10. And, of course, this is when everybody just decides to leave after a touchdown that the Cowboys had, like, almost back-to-back. And not even 10 or so minutes later. I just wanted to check the score, whatever, if anything may have happened, if, hey, we may have scored a touchdown or a field goal. But it then shows that they that the Cowboys scored again. So I, and if, and SDOT is a Jets, uh, Jets fan, and they're having a better year than, than we are having. Not a better game. Not, not a better, did they lose today? Yeah, we lost like 36-0 oh, or something. Shit. To the Broncos, yeah. the prestigious... But the Broncos winning. are having a shitty year, too. <laughs> winning season Broncos. The, the, the Broncos are having a shitty yeah. year, too. So for them to beat us 36-0 is not great. But 36-0, goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, that's our team. We go um I checked out week down. three. I checked out week three. I said, I'm not going to be watching these Giants anymore. And But I always will love the Giants. That is my <laughs> team. But you just know your team. And you're just like they're not going. We know, I know that they're not going to do good. But big news for them: uh, they fired Ben McAdoo. He needed to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, they fired Jerry Reese, Jerry Reese, the GM, because of the benching of Eli Manning. Yeah, you just can't be benching Eli for fucking Geno Smith. Like <laughs> that's and he came from the Jets. <laughs> good old fashioned. And he Gino came Smith. from the Jets. And 
it's the same thing that the Bills tried to do to Tyrod Taylor a few weeks back where they benched him and because he had three interceptions, well, this may have not been because of inter- interceptions, but he had three interceptions from the beginning of the season till now. The backup quarterback then had five interceptions within the first half, so <laughs> way more, you know. That then, and then you know, they put Geno Smith in, but then he had. A, I know, uh, like this isn't like a sports show, but like the thing that's kind of crazy about these two situations is that like Tyrod Taylor had one of the better quarterback ratings, yes. Of- like all the QBs yeah. in you yeah. know the NFL, mm-hmm. so for them to bench him and try to put somebody else in and show some kind of ulterior motive, yeah, and it's like the same thing with Ben McAdoo, where like when you bench um, Eli Manning, Eli Manning for you know Geno Smith, Geno Smith <laughs> like like what are you doing? I didn't even think like Geno Smith. Geno Smith wasn't like a terrible quarterback, but like for somebody to get punched in the face over eight hundred dollars when you are the lead quarterback of a major NFL franchise, thousands, millions of dollars. That that is like a certain personal flaw that you don't you don't recover from so for them to be like oh yeah you know two-time super bowl winning quarterback now we're benching him for geno smith and this is not is this ridiculous. is not even a first round quarterback draft pick you know draft pick of you know yeah this like, wasn't that this was geno smith this so it'd be like one thing if it was like two backup quarterbacks you have geno smith on the roster you want to see how he's doing but for you know eli manning you, you don't bench that person yeah. for geno smith that yeah so that's where I, that's where I was today, and then we came here. We had to do the podcast because we missed last week due right. to Thanksgiving. Right? Was it Thanksgiving or was it? I'm losing track of my days too. Well, no, we did. Lord, one. please help me. We did do. Yes, we had our we had our podcast on Thanksgiving. No, no. Remember, we had a podcast. We were supposed to do a show. We couldn't do it, so we pushed it to the weekend after Thanksgiving. We were originally going to take that off, so we took the next weekend off. Now we're back. Oh, yeah, now yeah, we're back. Yeah. Okay, so we had all right. So. The news that is going on right now that we wanted to uh, actually really focus on, because it's at this point in time we are in 2017. We have about three more weeks, probably two more Sundays. Not to like who's who's counting, but uh, we don't have that much uh, more time left in uh, 2017. Um, but we're finding out in 2017 that there's modern day slavery, modern day slavery in Libya. Yeah, like what is what is going on right now that we are dealing with slavery. <laughs> um, so supposedly, well, well, basically, what's going on is that Three Queen did it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Gotta go investigate. Pharaoh had to come right through. Hillary Clinton did it. Blame her. Why do you say that, Pharaoh? <laughs> because it was her idea to take out Gaddafi. But that is, and, and I actually do agree. The country. I do agree with you because yep. I, it's I know Obama's worst decision. Yep. He shouldn't have went along with it, but he did, and look where he got him. It's, it destroyed the whole country, and now we got slavery. And Obama did say that was the worst decision or worst. Um, well, he event. doesn't. He doesn't believe that the worst decision was to take out Gaddafi. It was more of to not run into the country and try to stabilize it immediately after. Um, so and so, what was going? And that's another. That's why I said I believe that this Donald Trump thing. Um, was supposed to happen because I was not all the way involved in politics until you know Trump happened. I want to say that this podcast is yes, uh, uh, one of those podcasts that did surface because of what was going on with yeah. with Donald Trump. Um, but so explain to us, like myself, uh, who didn't really know exactly what Obama was doing in in Libya um, or in or for Gaddafi and overthrowing him. 
I mean, just from from what I understand of it, basically Gaddafi was sending an army to Benghazi to sort of slaughter that village um, because he he there was like some dissent there and he was going to slaughter them. So the U.S. sent troops in to stop that, and in the end, they ended up taking out you know Gaddafi, making him um, abdicate power because of the things that he was doing. So after they get rid of him, they take him out of power. They don't maintain troops in there and really try to like rebuild the country. They basically left it up to the Libyan people to do so. And as you can see now, they they're not chaos. doing a, a great job uh, of yeah. it. Uh, that's a little gray. Those people that, that he was taking out were terrorists. And when the U.S. stepped in to support the, the rebels, the rebels were old terrorists. All right, so we have so a, we have so a, a different sort of point of view than what you know. What well, we it's just not mentioned. even like a different point of view. It's just like who, like they were going to take out a bunch of people. There were terrorists there. There were also civilians there. So there was both. Gaddafi, there was terrorists. Gaddafi and... wasn't going to be um, particular on who he was going to take out. But who was he supposed to take out? Like what was who was his main? Well, mission? like yeah, like he said, like he was probably going out there to take out. Terrorists. People were being, you know, extremists because okay. that's what you you have to do. Was but that also, like Boko Haram was that Boko Haram, and then I don't know if it was like Boko Haram. I just know it was like you know those um, Muslim extremists yeah. who, were, who were there. Um, so like I I agree with Pharaoh in that there were terrorists there that this guy was going to take out. But mm. it's like but all things the, in the, the 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 Arab, you know. What makes it what makes it rich though is Obama out here taking out people with drones, doing pretty much the same thing, <laughs> taking out people civilians when you were meant to take out military personnel so it's kind of a dumb argument they made to take out Gaddafi. and so they so they took out Gaddafi, and didn't there was no election held they didn't rebuild the government basically they just left it um and they bounced yeah now they're slaves (laughs) and so these slaves are coming these slaves are these are syrian refugees i was actually looking into this a little bit these are syrian refugees that are going through Libya, right, Esta? Are they Syrian? Are they Syrian? I think they're, like, from sub-Saharan Africa. So, um... Basically, Nigeria. They're from Nigeria, a lot Nigeria. of them. Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, so... Libya is a very close port to Italy and getting into Europe. So, if you want to leave some war-torn African country um, that's being ravaged by Boko Haram, you have to go through Libya, you get on a boat, and you sail over to Italy. Um, the problem is that a lot of, not a lot of people can make it. Not a lot of people can afford the journey. So when they get there, they end up stuck in Libya. They have no backing. There's no government there. There's nobody there to protect them. And people are taking advantage of that and selling them into slavery. Wow. Yeah. Um, so to think that slavery is still going on is ridiculous. And there, I was actually reading on CNN. Uh, they had this. I want to say CNN is the news source that broke uh, this yeah news and they were selling men you know for farm work for farm work yeah it was like 500 600 700 he can dig a hole and things of that nature and and they were saying that this video came you know it was very grainy and they're selling people for farm work and and other you know methods and other things is it? I want, I'm wondering. Is it on the same level as what slavery was so long ago, or is this is this a different? You know, slavery, regardless, is, is ridiculous. Yeah, I can't believe that's happening right now. You would think that we we didn't even progress. It seems like we went right back into into old times, but I don't think it's on the same scale. But it is 
slavery is what slavery is. Yeah. So slavery when you see when you see videos of this, what do you pub- mean scale? Like, are these people being beat? That's what, what I'm wondering. Yeah. I know what being I beat and hung and all and you know. What I mean by scale is I mean, the amount like, of people. First of all, understand slavery has always kind of been around. There's more than just the Americanized version of slavery, but. The moment you have no say over your life and someone owns yeah. your property. Yeah, and somebody's paying for you. It doesn't matter if they beat you or not. There's a thing you're 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 you've lost something. You know well, what I'm saying? slavery I would say so that slavery is still a- going on too in North Korea. Uh a lot of a lot of these workers that they send over to Russia are are working off debt or working to save their families also i mean there's slavery in pakistan there's slavery in india there's Damn. slavery in a lot of these places I, I when i when i said scale what i meant was not in the impact on a human life on an individual what i meant by is the amount of people so there's not like millions upon millions of people being shipped into slavery there's, yeah. it's not that that level but you're right in the fact that slavery is slavery when the minute the minute you lose control over your life um, there's nothing really comparable to that, and there's no way to kind of differentiate some slavery from other slavery. It's all it's all slavery. And so we know that Donald Trump and these fucking GOPers are not going to step in to reestablish the government. Is, is there anything going on in Libya right now that where they're going to? I, I saw that they're going to be looking into this video has been, uh, you know, handed over to the uh, Libyan authorities, but Libyans are calling it mean? fake news. See, oh shit, that's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they're using the Donald Trump playbook and they're saying that basically this is a way to disparage the Libyan government and say that they are illegitimate. Okay. So they say, oh, it's fake news, it's fake news, CNN is making this up because right when this was happening, uh, Donald Trump sent out a tweet that says, you know, what about CNN delivering all this fake news throughout that. the world? Yeah. They are the most illegitimate news source and, you know, on the planet. And they're like, oh, wow, this must be an illegitimate report since the president of the United States. And I think, like, we don't really think about that as much, but this is the president of the most powerful country in the world is saying that a specific news organization is lying. And people take that as fact. So when you see them in Libya, they can't really understand why this organization is lying about their people. And that's why these um, people are able to say, oh, this is fake news. This is not really happening. They're using this to make fun of the Libyan government and delegitimize us. So Estat just gave me an alley-oop, and I'm going to dunk this. So with uh, Trump actually saying, as you said, the leader of the free world is saying that a particular news source is is, is false news, is uh, portraying false information. What about when he goes and tweets about Israel? And Jerusalem, and now <laughs> Jerusalem being, now Jerusalem being the capital. What 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 what's going on here? Because for me, I'm just like, this is Donald Trump. This is, and I probably just don't give him too much uh, uh, weight to him. But he's the president of the United States. That that is reality. But I didn't think that because he said that he was going to move the U.S. embassy, that that was going to spark protests and riots they actually were even saying in news sources the uh that people in uh jerusalem or all over in the middle east we're going to just stay in the international side right now that um they were saying that this is that they're uh you know saying that they should riot in the streets because of these comments yeah hamas declared uh like four days of rage yes four days of rage yes the day of rage yes so Um, tell me about this like what is what is this so, about? 
So basically, when we after World War II ended, uh, after World War II ended, uh, we needed a place to make the Jewish homeland. The world got together and kind of took land from another group of people and created Israel. But they, this historic president said this was the Israelites' land. Before things got too crazy, the capital, Jerusalem, was not a part of the original bargain. So over time and through all the different wars, Israel, the Israelites were able to take back like pretty much half the city. So that city's on the border of both uh, people's provinces. Each group claims as their capital, but no one's ever chosen a side because to choose a side would basically say you take this person's side over the other side and you'd never actually be able to get peace in the Middle East. So this is like the worst thing you could possibly do. It's like <laughs> sticking their, your finger in the eye on the other side saying, I probably stand by this guy. Pharaoh, is, is, that, um, is that hair on your head? No, it's my hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because Pharaoh is bald just as as uh, oh, S dot is, and I was like, "Hold up, is this is this a you got? Are you growing your hair back or some shit?" I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was just like, "Are you growing your hair back? Like who who is this person that's talking? It sound like Pharaoh, but I don't know if it really is." <laughs> but okay, so yeah. um. I mean, just to kind of piggyback off what because um, this has been a fight, though this has been a, this has been a war for for centuries now, right? Yeah, or for, for for forever. So, like both of if you the if whole you're not, land, yeah, if you're not really familiar, because I think a lot of times people don't understand what kind of um, Islam is, but Islam is part of the same um, tree of different religions. So, like Judaism. Um, Islam and Christianity all, yep. all kind of stem from the same branches and Jerusalem is a holy city for both places okay so they are really fighting over this city and it's for trying Muslim to decide and it. for yeah so it, for um, uh, Jewish so the people, Jewish community yeah. and um, the Muslim community the Palestinians are both kind of fighting over the of uh, Jerusalem because they both want it as a city and the understanding is that eventually it would be divided in half between Jerusalem and East Jerusalem which wow. would, would you know, belong to the Palestinians. So the Jewish community making it their capital kind of seems like they're taking it over. And I've for seen that, us I've seen as, the maps. I've seen the maps too, is that where what the rule of Palestine was compared to what it is now. Yeah. Uh, the Israel uh, Israelis took that shit over. So like when you're when you're trying to negotiate peace, you try to be a neutral arbitrator you try to say look i'm not on we know what you're doing please yeah Mm. like we're not on one side we're not on the other side we're trying to broker peace but when you say that jerusalem is the israeli capital you're taking a side and in a peace process that is so fragile already taking a side is really going to make it impossible Mm. and that's what he's doing now basically for political points there's no reason to do this nobody else has but nothing is changing I mean, besides the U.S. moving their embassy, but nothing is changing. Nothing is changing except well, the main person who is supposed to be arbitrating peace is taking a side now before okay. when they weren't supposed to be. Um, and, and that's the main thing. And, and, and it's for no reason. There's, okay. no, there's no reason to do that. That's what I'm wondering. Like, what is it? And this is my low-key conspiracy theorist. I really feel like Donald Trump knows he's the puppet and he's doing this for a reason. And I feel like he's just like... Let me take all the br- the the you know the hits and all the criticism and but he's also still but that's just my conspiracy. Theory. I'm not going to go into it too much. But <laughs> well, you have but, to wonder. Like you do have to wonder: is this 
blind neglect or are you purposely destabilizing the world? <laughs> so what is? Because I, you're right, it is starting to look a little bit systematic. Between the tax bill, the, with the, the things done in Jerusalem, pretty much everything he's overturned about climate change, he just sold off huge pieces of land, of federal land, that was part to, to the Native American that was supposed to be so animals could roam. Like, they seem pretty intent on destroying America. Mm. <laughs> We're destroying the world. Yeah, no, just just in general. Um, Farrell, just talk closer. I know you're on speaker, but just talk closer when you get a chance, or just try and fix that. But so yeah, so this, so all right, so nothing is changing. But as you're saying that this has ramifications that are that can go that are just deeper than surface level. Yeah, I, it's just like diplomacy. A lot of times is is um you know, necessary fictions mm. and small things that don't really change anything, but just that everybody is in agreement about them makes things stable. And it legitimizes the one side. Yeah. Like you know, the like, Israeli side. It, it, that's what that's, it legitimizes their side. It's kind of like in an argument where like you won't, you won't mention a specific thing. Cause it's like a powder keg. Yeah. Everybody knows about it, but nobody says anything. Mm. And like, it's, it's diplomacy. It's, it's, it's all these kind of very fragile, very nuanced things that you really try to broker it so that everybody can get through it and they just don't understand it so like for instance for this particular thing it's uh, rumored that jared kushner pushed this Mm. um so he was the one who was kind of pushing this forward and it's probably because people like sheldon Anderson, who is a major republican donor wanted this to happen so he whispers in this guy's ear he doesn't understand you know jared kushner doesn't understand why it's such a big deal Trump can't understand anything oh, outside of his, you know, whatever. So he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I just call it, you know, like. Because Jared Kushner said something. Because the Jewish in his, yeah. capital is really there. So the Jewish parliament, the Jewish um, Supreme Court, like is all of Jerusalem. their is in Jerusalem. Okay. So it's just, it's a necessary fiction mm. that that is not the capital. Because oh. if you don't say it, then everybody can be like, okay, cool. You know, we're still, we're still having this neutral arbitration. But once you say it, it ruins that fiction. Nobody can negotiate anymore. Oh, but they can't, they can't understand the sort of nuanced argument. They can only understand, oh, it's there. You know, why, what, why does anybody care? Um, and mm. then you have catastrophes, like what's going to go on What's now. going on right now and, and, the, and the day of uh, rage. And just yeah, you talking, get the day of rage. Talking about <laughs> Jared Kushner and, you know, Flynn and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, Flynn was, Flynn was a proponent of Turkey. And so, of course, Jared, and, and so if we're just, I'm just trying to, like, connect the dots in one way or just add some sort of, like, it's just real interesting. Quick, yeah. Real quick, did you guys hear about um, Flynn's kidnapping Hold scheme? Hold on, he had a kidnapping scheme? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the turkey dude, right? Yeah, for Erdogan. <laughs> was he supposed, was it to, like, overtake? Something about Turkey. I was, I was, uh, yeah. No, there was this guy who lives in like Philadelphia or something like Pennsylvania now who Erdogan <laughs> hates. Um, he's like a Muslim cleric who doesn't really, you know, subscribe to Erdogan's beliefs. And Erdogan, I keep pronouncing his name wrong, but Erdogan um, wanted him dead. Mm. So he was like, can you kidnap this guy and bring him back to Turkey oh, and we'll take care of him. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, Michael yes, Flynn yes. was like, oh, yeah, this we'll is a great that. idea. And he puts that he puts that column <laughs> out in, in what's it, the, like the, the New York Times or something like that saying that that he should be extradited to Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It's like a, basically it's like a kidnapping scheme yeah. and he's like doing this in I like his that. email, like out of a Gmail account, yeah. like freaking MikeFlynn.gmail.com. And like <laughs> <laughs> It's me, it's me. Like y'all. why is he so dumb? I thought he was a general. 
Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, they're all dumb. Just like when uh, when Trump tweeted uh, last week or the week before, uh, basically, uh, what what were they saying? Obstructing of justice, and then the lawyer says that it was uh, that it was him and and and, and not uh, it was him and not Trump. God, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, but I'm just trying to connect the dots where it's like Jared Kushner is for is for Israel, and for some reason Mike Flynn because well, he because he was getting paid a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kushner is half. Jewish, but I'm just trying to think why would I mean besides money, how is it that Flynn is connected to Turkey? And no, because they were going to pay him millions of dollars to do this. So it's the money. It's all. It's all about the yeah. The almighty dollar. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin, baby. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Old big. Yeah. The notorious. So um. So yeah, I was just trying to see if I could connect the dots on that. If there was anything to to deal with that, but. Just going on with uh, Trump and everything. Uh, his Trump Jr. They um, were brought in front of the uh, Senate um, Ethics or Judiciary Committee, <laughs> and they were asking him questions. Apparently, he was in um, these you know talks for eight hours. I want to say he went in at ten and you know left at like six or seven or eight, whatever it is. Um, some of the, his answers to his answers for the questions that they asked him <laughs> to. <laughs> divulge information that he had with 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 trump um i want to say that these were face-to-face talks or over the phone whatever some sort of communication between uh junior and cheeto junior or yeah cheeto junior and and cheater senior cheeto senior and he said yeah he says that he can't answer that question because of attorney client privilege and because a lawyer was in the room, right? He said something about the lawyer was in the room, so he can't. And I'm just, could this fly? I'm wondering if um, Adam Schiff is going back to uh, going back to Mueller and saying, yo, look into this shit. But I know, that, if, aren't they not allowed you know to? know how it works? Say that again? They didn't hold it to contempt. No, oh, yeah. So, but the thing is that the Senate Judiciary Committee, they can't do anything, right? Not, or, or, or Frero, like, they can't do anything if he if They he can hold that. someone in contempt of Congress. Oh, okay. You could be arrested right there on the spot. They need to arrest their ass. They need to do something. Yeah, if this was a, if this was a Democratic Congress... It oh. would have been a lot more severe impeachment. Than yeah, impeachment would have been. Yeah, they would have shut that down. down. I mean, like you can claim attorney-client privilege, but only if your attorney you're having a conversation with your attorney. With your attorney, there can't be somebody with like a JD in the room, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, attorney-client privilege." Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. They're just making up um, rules as they go along, and it's like, can the can the Democrats really do anything? Not right now. Not and just like we can't do anything about this tax bill. This tax bill. This shit. So, this tax bill won. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. Well, before we go into tax, they can't even beat Roy Moore right now. Roy Moore may actually be and Farrell, you actually are saying that you that he's probably going to be elected into that into that seat. Yeah, he he looks like he's gonna win. Because now the GOP I has no fully, faith in Alabamians. Fully backed them. I'm never going to Alabama. Fuck this shit. <laughs> fucking <laughs> molestation, fucking I don't even God. Pedophile ass motherfuckers, you over here backing up Roy Moore, and the evangelicals should be ashamed of themselves. One they of my friends, no because <laughs> somehow oh, I'm telling you, it's really interesting because I'm actually uh, watching um, 
Oprah's uh, Greenleaf right now on Netflix, mm-hmm. and that kind of shows like the some of the bad sides to to um, to uh, this worldly religion. What, what am I? What am I trying to say? The uh, what type of um, organized religion? Yeah. So Baptist religion and just showing like the negatives <laughs> to that. And of course, right now this is showing the evangelicals are showing uh, backing the, the, yeah the 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 negatives t- to that also. You know, but just to go back yeah. to this tax plan, this tax plan is is fucking shit. They, so they passed it now, <laughs> just to let everybody know, just in case you're like... Well, they didn't pass the whole plan. They just okay, there it. we go. So where are we at right now with this tax plan? They passed it through the Senate? Yeah, so, e- so and, each yeah. branch of government, not each branch, but the House and the Senate have passed it. But they passed two different versions. So you have to send it to a joint committee where they hammer out the differences, and then they bring it back to each House to vote on it before it gets sent to the president's desk. Gotcha. Um, you know, there are some key differences, but they probably worked those out. The main, the main issue right now is Susan Collins and whether she will vote for it if Mitch McConnell doesn't bring to the floor a bunch of fixes to the health care bill. Um, and they need to get this done by what time? Because I heard that if this tax bill doesn't um, pass, the, uh, the government's going to be shut down. That's not about the tax bill. Um, I mean... They want to get it done by Christmas because after that, a lot of other stuff needs to be passed. But it's just something in addition to the tax bill. The The government shutting down is more based on things like DACA, the world being built, mm. um, and some fixes to health care, depending on whether Democrats want to want to lend their votes to keeping the government open. Because you have a lot of people in the Freedom Caucus who don't want to add to the debt or who are more draconian in some of the stuff that they want killed. And they never vote for um, budget resolutions or keeping the government open. So they're going to need Democratic votes to do that. And it's whether the Democrats will extract concessions out of uh, the Republicans to to keep the government open or not. And if we and I know this has been this has come up several times about the government, you know, shutting down and the government shutting down. I know the Republicans have been kind of like teasing that they don't care if uh, if they do shut the uh, the government down just as long as they pass what they have to pass or what they feel as they need to pass it. Is that kind of on the mark of what like the Republicans are kind of saying about passing this like budget and tax plan and all this other shit, DACA and freedom fighters and shit? Um. Well. I, it it depends mainly because it depends. I and I think uh, Pharaoh's gonna enjoy this, but it depends on how weak Democrats are. So if Democrats are willing to stand up and be like, "Look, we're not in charge of the government. We're not in charge of Congress. Mm. We're not in charge of the presidency. We're not in charge of the Senate. If you guys want to keep the government open, you can without our votes. Damn. Or if you want us to vote for it, we want A, B, C, and D. So if you say that, you have you know a sense of strength in being like, "Look, if you want to be that bold." Farrell, say that again. I'm sorry, you were breaking up. Farrell? I said Democrats are too weak to be that bold. Yeah, and I that's why I said that too, yeah. That's why I said Farrell is gonna love this because like you 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 have to do something that Republicans would do where they would say, like, look, you have all branches of the government. Yeah. If you want to keep the government open, vote for it. That's not our deal. If you I want our votes, we want A, B, and C, and D. I think we need to like. I think That's we're we at that. I do. think we're at that point right now with with Democrats uh, and to really roll up their sleeves, sleeves and get dirty because these Republicans don't care. They we we see it in regards to what they're passing. 
with this tax bill. Like, we see it. They're voting for a pedophile. Yes, that's another thing. Alabamians <laughs> are voting for a pedophile. Yes, and saying that Shamelessly. it's okay. And, and, the, and the Republicans are backing him fully. Trump, who is a pedophile and a, a assaulter, a sexual assaulter himself. My friend wrote on Facebook, and I couldn't agree with her more. She was like, it's like, look what they said after the election. Listen to them. You're in the bubble. Uh, <laughs> listen Sounds to the like other the side, zone. they said. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds like the Twilight Try zone. to understand, they said. This is what they want me to understand, that mm-hmm. a pedophile should be in the Senate? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not trying to understand no more. Yeah. Like, at this point, and I, and I feel this way strongly, is that I think they think it's a win for them to put another Republican in the Senate. But really, and having a, a pedophile represent your brand is way worse for them in the future than it is. You may get a win now. Maybe you get tax cuts for for corporations. Great for the people of Alabama who all work for corporations, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, great for the people of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. um, Chris Rock put out, and I thought that was hilarious. He was like, um, Kentucky is one of the poorest states in the union, mm. and Mitch McConnell is the richest senator in the Senate. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, Boo. you see who he's going for. Boo. So, you know, like these tax cuts for the Senate. Oh, and um, what is it? The, the um, they call it like the quote unquote death tax, but it's like that, um, the inheritance tax. Mm. Yeah, the people of Alabama really need a, to <laughs> be alleviated yes. Yes. of the inheritance tax. That they, all of that, them are passing billions of dollars yes. to their kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, you have them all doing this and they put, Roy Moore, a pedophile, into the Senate, this is way more detrimental to their brand than it would be just to let this one go. Just lose this one. Mm. Just get get rid of this guy and then just be like, we stood up for values. The justice, and, yeah. and Right, and you would get some of those suburban voters back. They may win this one, but when it comes to the, the general election, they're going to get swept, and that's part of the reason why, because they are the party of pedophiles and rapists. That's, that's exactly that is their what party. they're going to be known as, and I'm going to make sure that I yeah, continue to call them that. that's working. It's working for them. Mm. That's the problem. With their 28% approval rating. Out there calling them pedophiles and rapists, and they're winning. Mm. I mean, the last time I saw it, the uh, that guy, the Democrat, was up one point. Down Say due that. to sexual allegations. Yeah. And these guys are winning off that shit. But they're How also, do you combat? They're winning in, like, Alabama, A, and B, like, this race shouldn't be competitive. Like, right now, the race with Roy Moore and Doug Jones is competitive. Like, Doug Jones, while he probably won't win, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to sell people that dream. He could win, and for for That's forever, true. there was no chance. Dreams, wet dreams. No, that, that, no, but that's what <laughs> I'm saying. That's why I'm like, I'm not yeah. selling people on it. But yeah. the fact that he could, that it's a question that we're discussing it. Like, when else do Democrats discuss the, the elections in Alabama? Mm. Like, oh, like, who's going to win in Alabama? Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. Like, the yeah. Republican is always going to win. So the yeah. fact that it's something that we're discussing. It's but that's big. what makes Democrats weak. Is they have conceded the South and have no platform to win it back. Yeah, I mean, why can't we win over Southern voters? Well, the reason you can't win Alabama uh, is because we of, reach out to the poor; they poor. No, they care about abortion. Yeah, that's their that's biggest. Their, that's thing. the biggest the Bible thing. Belt. Yeah, is abortion. Yeah, if you don't if you don't decree abortion, you're not going to win Alabama. So, like that that's part of the problem, right? Like you can either sacrifice your values and vote for pedophiles and people who want abortion while they don't want to pay for, um, you know, childcare. 
um, or you could be an actual liberal. So like those, like you know, do you really want to win in that state if that's what you have to sacrifice to get there? Like yeah. I don't know. And um, um, and of course, here at the Get Up, we actually don't. Uh, we are equal opportunity um, handing out L's for uh, Republicans, Democrats, progressives, black, white, Asian, Spanish, purple, yellow, green, whatever, you, whatever you may be. Um, so we were talking about Roy Moore and him being a pedophile, sexual saucer, Donald Trump. But we have that same that same uh, scenario in uh, uh, with our Democrats. And we can see that uh, Al Franken and um, and uh, John Conyers or it's John, right? It's yeah. yeah. Uh, they resigned this week uh, because of, I think, ooh, he had what, five people, um, not Conyers, but uh, Al Franken. He, I think he had about what, five people. Five women came out. Six women came out saying that he. Uh, yeah, it was, get, it, was, it was getting up. To, it was getting to the point where, like, when it was like one or two, he could have probably stayed in the Senate and that, been like, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. But then but, five, six. Yeah, at a certain point, it was too many. Yeah, especially for Democrats' taste, especially because like Democrats are trying to be the people who have the more high ground. They want yeah. to be the party of um, zero tolerance, and. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We can discuss that later. Yeah. But um. Yeah. No, so what, they what, were, discuss what later? I, I I don't know if that's the best solution to this problem. It. What in um, regards to like zero tolerance? Um. I, I I think that punishing people adequately for crimes that they have committed is um the right solution. But you can't do this through accusation and um mob rule. Yeah, because I mean, right now, and I was actually talking to somebody about this um, also, and it was... Hold on, hold on, hold on, Spencer. But that right now is why the Democrats are failing. They're relying on mob rule to win them elections. And they don't have what it takes to really inspire people to rise up and do things. Right now, the party that's winning on mob rule are the Republicans. Right. They have mastered mob rule. Because what about... um what about uh, that journalist guy that um, that got fired a, f- a few weeks ago? Off of CNN? Yeah, or what's his name? Whatever his whatever his name. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Yeah, oh, yeah, Matt Lauer off of ABC. Uh, they were saying that he had one accusation against him, and but uh, the he had more than one. It was yeah. more than one. The details didn't really come out from what I you know the last time that he I've did. seen it. But but oh, they came out. Um, Pharaoh. They, he sent he sent a woman a woman a sex toy on Christmas. <laughs> I didn't hear about this he shit. He had a button under his desk that locked the door yeah. when people came what? in. Like, it was creepy, bro. It was, it was shit. That's some agent Not- uh, Agent 007, James Bond shit, putting the uh, button under the desk to lock the door? What? Yeah, Matt Lauer may not be the best. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know about that. Uh, representative me, for let, this let argument. Me, let me retract my cla- I reclaim my time for myself. <laughs> I reclaim my time for myself because, damn, I didn't know that the, it actually came out. I thought it was just one accusation. Mm, but just no, like just like Estat was oh, saying, too. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Farrell. <laughs> It was a it was a history of accusations. Oh shit! Like the accusation. And, was and did really ABC credible. know about it? Like they know, know about this before? Or did they just like found find out? Did did women just come to them? I mean, one person spoke. Everybody spoke. But but that is but that is really true though. I mean, what do we do right now? Not to not to say that women who 
have been sexually assaulted and and this is and this is i want to say this is where the the gray area comes from right this is where this is what's in the gray area of uh this this uh you know accusations because they need to be proven but right now it is it does seem like because right you know it's just coming out so much that it's like you're uh uh you know you're guilty you're guilty you're guilty but you know they well but but i mean they also have come out that these guys like multiple multiple women are coming out saying that you know they've touched them so it, it hasn't been proven that they that uh it's been the latter and that they've been lying it's been proven that they have been all telling the truth yeah i like my my general opinion is that while i think like the majority of people who are coming out now are are credible and are are telling the truth but how long before one of these billionaire, you know, Coke brother type organizations are able to pay five women to come out against no shit. a presidential? Like, my, my worry yeah. always is that when you set up precedent, right, you have to make sure that it works for the people who you don't like as well as people who you do, do like. like yeah. So when you say something like freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech has to work for Nazis as much as it works for Dr. Martin Luther King. So us liberals you know? saying, yeah like, for, yeah. like you have to be comfortable with the standard when it works for your enemies, when it works for your friends. Mm. So like this sexual assault accusations, like it's great now when it's bringing down, you know, Bill O'Reilly. But when it starts breaking down your friends, are you comfortable right. with... Five accusations, meaning that somebody has to step down. Yeah. Accusations, things that are not proven. And how long does it take for a couple of billionaires? Because these, these, these conservative organizations have billionaire yeah. backers. Yeah. How long does it take for them to really Pay somebody. get on their shit and start paying people, giving them good background stories, making sure all their stuff is washed, and having them take down nancy pelosi chuck schumer mm. like you know like how long does it take for that to happen and where do you want does, that to yeah, happen where's the line so at, at a certain point you want to have a procedure where like look like when these things start to happen they can be investigated and they can be fair so that when it takes down your friends as well as when it takes down your enemies you're yeah. comfortable with the result because it went through the proper procedures yeah and right now it just seems like granted i don't know what the procedure is but it seems like there is a procedure and that it's proven more times than not that these men in power have been abusing their power. Like with Conyers, he settled a, a lawsuit. Like it was like five or some odd million dollars or $25 million. Right, and that's paid with taxpayer money. So like yeah. with Conyers, like it went through the proper channels. Now we're just saying that that behavior is unacceptable yeah. and you need to leave. Yeah. But, you know, like I, I don't know, like with people like Al Franken who freaking – as much as he's getting ready to step down, he never said that he actually did these things. He was like, I don't remember them in the same way. These well, things the, were... There was pictures out about... with. There was like, yeah. that one picture. And, yeah. you know, you, you can decide that picture is inappropriate or not, yeah. right? Yeah. But, like, some of these other accusations, he's, he's not admitting to them, and these people are... And you can believe them. You want to believe the women. Um, and I always say that the, the problem is that, you know, like back in the day, what we used to do is we used to investigate the women and not investigate the men. Franken. Yeah, that's like true. Like in the yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. like you investigate Franken, you don't yeah. investigate the accuser. The accuser, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I like think we how, need to investigate both. I, I have, yeah. I, you know, like if somebody robs your apartment, you investigate the robbery, yeah. and if that doesn't sound credible, then all of a sudden you may start turning around and seeing the yeah. other. And it, and it could be happening. Like we don't know if it is or isn't, but it, but we also, as Estad is saying, we need to uh, make sure we're doing our due diligence, and you know, in that in that uh, in that factor. Yeah, I just think everybody is um, has a right to due process, and I, I think that 
at a certain point this could turn ugly and you don't like while it's working in your favor you love it and then when it's not you Do hate you, it um have you guys heard uh i know angela Rye. No, no, no. Can, yeah. can, but, but some people who accusations have come out with have had proof like for matt lauer the girl had text messages and yeah that's what i'm saying it's proven more times than not that um, these guys have been like so, shit. but the other thing is right now the only thing they really have is public opinion yeah because statistically these things don't try well very well in court yeah yeah that's very true i mean they don't they don't try well uh, either because of many factors that i'm probably not going to go into because i really don't know exactly <laughs> what else no but like, even on even on Farrah's point like like i think like the biggest problem is that the equality in punishment is that there is no punishment That's so true. like whether you molest a 14 yeah. year old girl or you send people pictures of your dick while you're locking them in your your um office you get the same punishment is what do you, you don't get to make millions of dollars anymore what do you think the difference is between like a harvey weinstein and 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 uh and al franken john conyers in these and uh, actually, there was another um, Republican uh, that was accused last week of, yeah, of it one. also. So I actually was reading – there was an article. Um, I was glimpsing through it a few weeks ago and, you know, not to – but the, the basis was that um, – and why I asked the difference because – Harvey Weinstein, yeah, he had to step down and he loses all his, you know, all of you know, his businesses, companies shut down, things of that nature. But what are the differences between him and, you know, and uh and and like senators and so forth? Cuz I was reading, I think it was on on Huff Post and it was somewhat along the lines of how uh these senators and if you're in the government, if you're in the uh and in, in, in politics that if you're if if something like this, an accusation like this comes about, all it is is that you have to step down and you go back into the uh, and in, into the private life or whatever the case is, or public or public sector. You know, yeah, you don't actually get tried in court. Yeah, there's no yeah. court hearings. There's no nothing. Nothing happens to you. These things are not going to court. All you're really doing is shaming people out of a job. Yeah. Like if you but look, that's at, all they got right now. That's all the. That's what the do we got to do? do? We got to start cutting some dicks off, right, Pharaoh? We got to start <laughs> cutting some dicks off. <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to fix the problem. <laughs> cutting some dicks off. That's what I'm saying. Not cool, cut off a dick or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Someone innocent's gonna lose a dick. It's gonna happen. But hey, <laughs> men gonna wash themselves around women. <laughs> And, um, I, so I was actually saying that uh, Angela Rye brought up a, an interesting point. And I wanted to get your take on it. On, take on it, guys. Um, she was saying that um, when Al Franken, when the accusations came out about Al Franken, I think it was like one or two um, of the accusations out of the five or six that he has, um, that they were asking, um, they were asking uh, Conyers to step down way before anything was proven so i'm not I'm, I'm not too sure if she's kind of doing like you know race baiting like on the race card so to speak and she was saying to like democrats that they you know should like look into themselves and things of that nature and granted i'm not doing it justice and i i may be you know uh you know reaching but i i just believe that's kind of what i was hearing i don't know if you guys heard no about i mean if he was the only one, maybe, but it's like mad dudes from mostly every race. So there's no like race. So it's not yeah. isolated. Yeah, yeah it's not it's an not isolated. This okay. He's not, probably been the one doing it the longest there. I also think like the the accusations are really different. So like the average. 
the the accusations against Franken were that he wrote a skit in which he kissed somebody and the person really didn't want to do it that much and Franken like went overboard. Mm. The accusations against Conyers is like he was like, Yo, give me some head or you're fired and they were like, I'm not giving you a head and he's like, Okay, you're fired. Oh, like shit. like you know, like those are they're, they're different accusations. Yeah. And then when you have accusations, one is the accusation and one Conyers paid money. Yeah. And Conyers didn't pay money. We did. We did. Because as taxpayers, we have to settle all their sexual assault cases. Yeah. So it, it, they were different situations. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, when people try. In America, race is embedded in everything. So there are definitely different racial tendencies in how we approach criminals. But I don't think this is a great poster boy case. And which to litigate that? I don't. I don't know if it's the best opportunity. And just talking about like taxpayers and us paying things. There was a switching topics. There was a another Republican um, senator governor um, in Iowa that apparently they were saying that he used helicopters at about to the tune of like thirty five million dollars or something like that in taxpayer <laughs> money to take a helicopter so that he can. Something about horseback riding or some shit like that, so he can make some sort of like afternoon like horseback riding um, shit. And I'm just like, yeah, the, the Trump administration fighting for the working class white man. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you take your helicopters and your jets so that you can make. And yes, we'll, we'll us as a people will pay for it. And just like the tax bill, if you're you know if you're making under like fifty thousand dollars, you're going to be taxed the hardest. <laughs> Yeah, under seventy thousand. Under seventy thousand. Thank you. Yeah, under seventy thousand. And then, um, I also wanted to switch topics, man. Fucking California on fire. Fuck, man on fire, just like Denzel. But damn, like <laughs> it, these videos of you just driving. Say if you're in New York, and or even you know, like you're just driving, and it's just the the fucking hills and mountains are just covered, and it's just flames and fire and brimstone right pharaoh that's what we were saying that shit looks like fire and brimstone yeah. it looks like the fucking apocalypse the apocalypse and they were saying that um on saturday governor uh jerry uh brown just uh, described the situation as the new norm it is. like right now because california is drier than a fucking than, than the Gobi Desert right now, that shit is drying up, yeah. and it's just anything is anything is catching um, is catching fire. Anything and everything is catching fire. So our thoughts and prayers it's out to those uh, to the Californians. They said it's gonna. Someone I saw one report that said it's gonna keep going until it rains. And that's and that's called this is and this is called the Thomas Fire. I'm looking on BBC News. Uh, in Santa Barbara, it's called the Thomas Fires. Yeah, and, and but that's the thing. When is it supposed to rain? Like, is it you know? And the winds that just happened, you know, not too long ago, the Diablo winds. So that's you know what not I happen- you know what I you know what I thought about? Yeah, like each coast is different. This coast is covered in ice. That coast is on fire. <laughs> yeah, because we just had snow it's and crazy right now. I think they had like ten each- inches or so in, in fucking Atlanta, and you know they don't know how to drive in snow down there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know no, they don't know. They how probably to shut down. Oh yeah, they everything was. Probably, <laughs> but I think from the last time was it like a year or so ago that, or two years or three years ago, they had uh, probably like 
a little bit of snow and the whole highway and everything was shut down. People said they took like five, ten hours to get home or some shit like that. Yeah, my sister lived down there actually, and they got like a a dusting of snow. Yeah, and tractor trailers were flipping over. Um, <laughs> everything, everything. We can't drive. Yeah, they shut down the highway. <laughs> Nobody. My sister was lucky. She was going the opposite direction, so she was able to get out of the city. But people who were going that the other direction, man. They they weren't going anywhere for yeah. for at least twenty four hours. It was uh It was an issue. It was an issue. Fuck. But fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. And leading into our Reasonably Woke segment, here is Nat King Cole, almost like being in love. And from the way that I feel when that bell starts to peel, I would swear I was falling. Swear I was falling. Why it's almost like being in life seems to be like a bell that is ringing for me and from the way that i feel what's going on y'all again this is the get up podcast we are back from our break as i said s dot is in the studio we got pharaoh on the line um stay woke with me. stay woke as always um we're going to go ahead and talk about this article that Estad actually brought up, which is really good. Music and... Uh, yeah, I can, I can just dive into yeah. it. Um, so I was reading this article in the New York Times, and it was talking about um, the difference in... Music. Well, it was talking more about race. Yeah. Um, so it was talking about how, as African Americans, if you move into these white neighborhoods, how how... You may lose, you have to make this calculation, right? Do you want to lose some of your culture but end up in a better neighborhood? Or do you want to live around people who are more like you, but you end up in these more um, kind of destabilized, impoverished neighborhoods? Um, so this one person, they moved into a predominantly white neighborhood and their child was having difficulty. Um, she started listening to like a lot more. Well, like one of the main problems was, you know, she hated her hair. So like all the the white women um, had, you know, straight long hair, and her hair was kinky, and it was freaking her out. And um, another issue was that, you know, she started listening to a lot more of what they were listening to. So a lot more of like the Taylor Swift, and the they mean the white people. Yeah, yeah, like listening to that, and the parents. Felt yeah. a certain way about that because they're the like Kuvian people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were feeling a certain way. They're like, oh, like me, I like I would rather her be listening to more of our music, the music that we create. Yeah. And the question I have though is that is it really better for this young woman to be listening to Twenty One Savage than it is for her to be listening to Taylor Swift? Is that a better thing just because Twenty One Savage is black? Um, so I, I guess I'll push the question to you guys. Do you think yeah. it's better for us to listen to black music just because it's black? Before, and Pharaoh, before you go, I actually just wanted to, uh, just add some background also, not background, but just a, a, a different, uh, event, so to speak, a different sample. Um, I don't know if, have you guys seen that Netflix special by Spike Lee? She's got to have it. 
Yeah. You saw that? How yeah. far are you? How far, Fair, are you seeing it too? No, Not yet. It. When you get a chance, take a look at that. Estat, um, how far have you gotten into it? Uh, I finished it in like a day. You finish it. You, <laughs> so you remember the part where, and uh, um, you remember the part where uh, his son, um, what's uh, one of the guys that she was sleeping with? His son, um, biracial son. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, made that viral video, uh, some sort of had the N word nigger video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so. In that, you remember when he was sitting on the stoop with his son, and he was like, you know, he was basically saying that you know he he, he should have went to a public school with people more like him because he doesn't fit in uh, to private school. So right. basically, like the context is, if you haven't seen that, um, there there's this character in um, she's got to have it in this Spike Lee Netflix um, special that uh, his son, you know, biracial son, uh, w- white mother, and. Um, he made some sort of uh, viral video that had to do with class, his school. Uh, and this school that he goes to is uh, in Brooklyn called, like, Brooklyn Heights, uh, you know, Tech or something. It's supposed to be some sort of uh, ritzy private school that he pays about $45,000 a year for him to go to um, for or that they both pay uh, for their son to go to. So his son is, is light-skinned, kinky hair. Uh, you know, Afro, so to speak. So he doesn't consider himself black because of his skin complexion. And I think that's another sort of, uh, you know, dialogue that we can always bring into that with, you know, colorism in in the black community. Um, But that's kind of just a little, you know, sample, a second sample that we can add into that because, you know, he rapped about it. And he, and of course the father was like, they don't, they don't know your struggle, but he's like, you know, I'm into music, and you know, then he starts playing the electric guitar, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even in that, I, I think that kind of relates to this in that he thought that video was kind of representative of black yeah. culture, like, yeah, like what it was like, "Nigger is love" or something. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, and the white kids had blackface on, and not. To, and I'm sorry, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but this is like episodes, in, and it's not going to kill everything. This is just a segment, a little small scene that was in, that was in this. This Netflix special. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's um that's the question, like, right? Like what are what are our our children learning from this? And is it, you know, hip hop's responsibility to be raising black people? Um so like what do you think? Like, so, you know, if you both had children, would you would you be okay with them listening to hip hop music as it is? Would you rather them listen to that than be listening to Run Direction? Uh, how you? What, <laughs> what are you? Mendez. Yeah, like pop what are, music. What, what are you feeling about that? What are you thinking, Pharaoh? I mean, that's a very hard thing to police in your own children, uh, given that they are going to be more inclined to develop music along the neighborhood they hang out with. But that's not to say you can't still put them onto your music first. <clears throat> but they're gonna like what they're gonna like. Like what my mom liked if, yeah if you fight your kids on it you might just create a you gonna yeah you're gonna lose that battle yeah over just what kind of music you like to listen to that's a that's a that's a tough force yeah you you can't you can't you can't police what kind of music they listen to i do agree though i what i will what i would do yes i would play music that i like and you know and that i'm attracted you know i'm drawn to more or less and i would play that in front of my kids but 
your kids are never going to agree, you know, really like what you like. And I'm not going to say never because there are, you know, kids who are like, oh, I love what my parents listen to. But there's uh, I would say there's more times than not that you're like, no, I don't listen to what my parents listen to. That's like 15 percent of people. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like there's really not a huge. I would say most of us appreciate our parents music. Yeah. Like if we hear it, it's like a throwback. The older you get. Well, for us, I want to say our generation. I don't know about this new generation. And there there's me like sounding like old like my parents <laughs> their throwbacks will be old younger than i'll throw back because it's you know time's relative yeah that's true people are gonna think old in the same life frame and we all live about the same age so if you're born later on then you're gonna experience a different set of music and what's considered old and what's considered young because you always you you will always have just like us now you Talk, you know, telling these uh, young kids who are in high school now, you guys will never know. I mean, I, shit, I say it all the time now. Like you guys, you you kids will never know what it, you know what real music was. And of course, our <laughs> our music in the early '90s, we had like hip hop, you know, Tribe Called Quest. You know, we were still on that, yeah, but, you know, back end of like Africa people, Mabata. But think about the people who lived in like the late. 70s yeah who had to listen to disco and thought it was trash because they used to go down to the to the club and jazz bands and orchestras used to play like they thought that music was trash that's like, true every ge- generation yeah and, Af- and africa bimbada was uh probably trash like, to some people continuous cycle of civilization yeah i think we always have like, like a every old, group, every old group thinks the young group's music is trash like t- music's always getting changes with the times well I, no I, one's made the music so great that it, you forgot the old generation <laughs> shit was pretty popping too yeah i think that like as as every generation goes you always have a very rose-colored uh view of what your music used to be like when everybody was like oh you know like this music is crazy like back in the day we had like you know more respect for music like back in the day you had groups like um nwa nwa like, yeah like there's no group to, out today that is worse than nwa if you really think about some of the stuff they wrote like dr dre talks worse, about worse running than, the train just worse in the way that they wrote and what they were saying yeah like what they okay. were saying not, so like not them as nwa because that was a great group I, Derek, I i actually challenge you to really listen to an nwa album okay like just really go and listen to it like there's okay. a there's a song where um dr dre raps about running the train on a 14 year old girl oh shit um like it's not it's not like really great music if you yeah. really listen to it there was there was some stupid stuff but like i think we have rose color views on these things because it's what we used to listen to back in the day yeah that could be it. um so like i i think that right you can't police what your your children listen to yeah um because our i mean our parents were not were you know you can't listen to that don't listen to that rap music yeah. you know it, you, to, you know, pull your pants up and all that other shit, you know? But I do think it's our responsibility to um, allow them to experience and the wealth yeah. the wealth of black culture. Yeah. Like, all black music isn't... Um, it's not know, hip-hop. Yeah, isn't, like, Lil Lot Yachty, right? Like jazz, rock, you know? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, jazz, rock, hip-hop. Yeah. Like, you know, like... Elvis and- Presley took his shit from us. <laughs> so I, I do think that. And I, and I also... Um, I don't I don't know if... Just kind of going back to my original point, like if I had a child who really wanted to to listen to you know Nirvana and um, you know Beastie Boys or whatever, like these white groups, I, I wouldn't particularly care about the the complexion of the people who are making the music for them. Yeah. Um, especially because I feel like this good music is good music no matter who makes it. Yeah, and it's and, up to you as a parent to show them and to be able to like you know say, all right, listen to like you, this is what you're listening to, but look at look like you know th- this may be something also that you know and just show them the world 
world of music because music in itself is a lost is, is is we're losing it in our schools yeah it's we're um, losing it in our schools it's a very diverse and complex culture yeah. yeah and you should be able to listen to it across cultures i i listen to you know like I have a lot of Indian friends. They show me their music. I'm mm. like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. You could probably do that with any other culture. You shouldn't be locked into your own culture's music like, oh, this is the only good music. Because I have Bollywood. I they just, know, yeah, Bollywood is huge. There's amazing Latino music. There's yeah. amazing Asian music, Russian. You know, like there's all types of different music and people should be understanding what genius is instead yeah. of just being like, oh, this is my music so everything you hear is good. Because yeah. you, end up we, to a lot you of always hear those, you always hear that saying that we, that, you know, most of, you know, not all, if, if not all of us have said is that that, like you know that's white people music yeah you know? and i don't like you know like you can you can say that but there are white musical geniuses as much as they are black, black music, musical yeah, geniuses yeah um whatever your color is doesn't make you it's just different music and we also don't want to put that there too is because like when you when we say that like rock in itself also was not you know their lyrics were horrendous also uh yeah well, like there was uh was it like the rolling stones or whatever it came like some one of those old like oh. rock groups were like talking about you know uh, you know having sex with underage women too you know all of these there was there was rock groups i would say so when we say like white people music and black people music sometimes then people then otherize it and say oh well look at black people music you're talking about killing each other but all oh, white people music is rock but rock then you're not listening to certain words so it's like all of music is it's all of music people are are expressing themselves and what they've been through and 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 and, and how they see things if it's an art form don't believe that we can say all right that's just for this person and that's just whatever you whatever floats your boat is what floats your boat in this in this life i think you actually did bring up a good point um Phil, you had something to say? Yeah, I was, was going to say that that point's very relevant, especially yeah. now when all the music genres are starting to mix together. Mm. So you can't really sell now that rap's about killing and shooting people because it's actually changed. It's not as graphic and violent as it used to be. Just like rock and roll is not as gritty and wild as it used to be in some parts. Like Things change. So music preference changes. The culture changes. As the culture changes, the 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 music's gonna change too with it. So I think you make a valid point. Like it's hard to police that and say this form of music is bad and this form of music is not. Because if you break down a lot of the music, we're all relatively talking about the same thing. Yeah, that's true. And I would also the role of music's about killing people. There are country songs about killing people. Like it's the same murder. I mean, if you listen to a lot of country music, it's a lot about alcohol abuse and drinking yes. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, rock music. I mean, like, like one of my favorite bands is, um, you know, Guns and Roses, and a lot of their music. I didn't know was you about, like Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah, I love Guns and Roses, and um, you know, a lot of their music about doing cocaine, having sex with random, you know, women, and um, you know, doing that whole thing. Like, if you were really, you you can't police music. Because most music, especially even if like if you look at like the 80s on, it's mostly about young rebellion. That's where you get your best music from. People who are like 18, 19, 20 years old who, yeah. are, who are talking about rebelling against society. Yeah. Um, you get your best music from there. So if you're talking about the Ramones, you're talking about, you know, ACDC, you're talking about um, Guns N' Roses, NWA, Biggie, Nas. You're going to get the same type of content. You're just going to get it from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so when you're trying to be like, oh, like, oh, like black music is detrimental. Well, 
the white music they're going to listen to isn't going to be much better. Um, so, like, you can't really police it in that way, but I just don't really believe in categorizing or making your children listen to specific music just because it's from your yeah. specific um, demographic. And just and just group. talking also about, like, music, I want to kind of get your guys' take on um, on this kind of, like, current news and, uh, uh, you know, wor- newsworthiness you know, events that are going on. So Post Malone, uh, not too long ago, uh, he was speaking with uh, a Poland, like Poland's new, new once, I believe it may just be some sort of news outlet. Um, And apparently Post Malone, I'm not too sure if you guys, Pharaoh, have you heard of him? He's a new, new rapper now. I think he, tagged along with justin bieber on some shit i don't know who that is that's that so that's that new that's that new rapper shit right now um apparently he's called white (laughs) iverson i mean i've i've heard of post malone especially like you know being a dj and an mc um but apparently in this uh this interview he is saying quote unquote if you're looking for lyrics if you're looking to cry if you're looking to think about life don't listen to hip-hop he said uh, there's great hip hop songs where they talk about life and they and they spit that real shit. But right now, there's not a lot of people talking about shit. Um, he also goes on to say, whenever I want to cry, whenever I want to sit down and have a nice cry, I'll listen to some Bob Dylan. But whenever I'm trying to have a good time, stay in a positive mood, I listen to hip hop because it's fun. I think hip hop is important because it brings people together in a beautiful, happy way. Everybody's happy. And this uh, this is from um, wrapup.com. So what do you guys think about that? Because, of course, he's, he's called an uproar, caused an uproar because, we're, you know, on the music spectrum and, you know, him being and portraying a rap artist he's saying not to listen to rap now now because so he's uh, a rapper who hates rap he's a rapper who's saying not that he hates rap but he's saying he's a he's a rapper who is saying that if you want to have a an emotional moment right if you are listening to music that you want to tug at your emotional strings don't listen to rap rap today listen to bob dylan <laughs> for him and his opinion apparently what do you guys say about a rap or a rap artist and that's how he's come into does, this does he say rap today specifically he Green says like older rap he's saying that oh he said yeah so he said if you're looking for lyrics if you're looking to cry if you're looking to think about life don't listen to hip-hop there's great hip-hop songs where they talk about life and they so he hasn't said now he hasn't said th- today's hip hop. Um, okay. Speaking of like today's time, but he's saying t- actually he says that hip hop now is fun. I think hip hop is important because it brings people together and it's beautiful in a happy way. Everybody's happy. I I guess the way I look at it is I think that with the commercialization of rap and specifically oh actually I'm sorry to interrupt you Estot he does say there's great hip hop songs where they talk about life and they spit that real shit but right now there's not a lot of people talking about shit. I could almost agree with him in that I don't know so you know that that song um, push me to the edge all my friends are dead little yeah I mean me. um, little Uzi Vert yeah little Uzi Vert have you ever looked at the lyrics to that song I heard I I, I haven't no they make no sense. 
They're, 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 not, they're not talking about somebody who was that hurt that they're yeah. pushed to the edge. He's like fast car, NASCAR. Like it doesn't. But it what doesn't, about what about the J Cole? What about the Big Sean's? What about? Yeah. So what I, what I'm trying. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the music that is being commercialized first right and commercialized. Yeah. If you look at any art form, right, there are going to be people who really kind of tug at the emotion Kung and Fu really Kenny. what about kung fu Kenny? yeah like there are going to be artists who are phenomenal at yeah. it right but you're also going to have people who kind of pervert the the culture to a point where it's like unrecognizable yeah um if that's all you're listening to and you're not working to really find great artists then right you're going to hear only little uzi vert and you're not going to because be entertained we, i think we all agree but, but that yeah on, but you know what that really is that's just a decay of time the art rap changed too fast too soon. Mm. So when you pop, pop, pop for change, immediately it's going to die out. It becomes, a fa- it becomes more of a fad than something long-lasting. But the cool thing is rap's taking wings and now it's all over the world. So it's, you know, it's changing on its own. It's like a, a, something we created here that we set free. And now it's kind of losing steam because... Or it's, authent- it's authenticity. Yeah, but look, look where old rap was born out of. That kind of environment doesn't really exist for a lot of these guys who are actually making the rap today. Mm. I also think... And, uh, they don't, and they do the drugs they talk about. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like do. Percocets, Molly, Lean. You look like a Percocet. <laughs> you look like a Percocet. And of course, all all of them have uh, locks, dreads, what do you want to call them? I want to call them locks with uh, like, you know, Purple, green, different color, red. I mean, I think that everybody can do whatever they want to do, right? Like, I, I think that you know, like the the style of clothing that we used to wear, people before that hated, yeah. right? So, like, because if you were we're baggy years old, jeans, yeah. I watching, can remember wearing wearing like size thirty eight, forty jeans, and I'm in size thirty four. They like, hated <laughs> it, right? But like, I, I think that as the the culture kind of um, grows. You, you have people who are trying to innovate off of something and then they're never going to be as good at it mm. as they were. And also you start losing control of the culture. So a lot of the, the um, people who were promoting hip-hop music were black people yeah. back in the day, right? Wow. It was, you know, like it was these black record labels who were trying to push them for us and they put them through these... Or did we think Jew- they were black record well, labels like, and they were just white guys behind them? There'd be white people financing them, yeah. but it was like the black people who pulled them out to put them in front of these these yeah. Jewish people who were who were then putting them out in front of the Jimmy like Iveens. Leo Cohen's and stuff. Uh, the like Leo Cohen's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like now at this point, it's so democratized that you end up like what he says, where, you know, you end up with the lowering of culture where now anybody who puts out a YouTube video can become famous. Yeah. I mean, so what do people yeah. what do people start yeah. to accept? They start to accept the thing that's easiest to understand or something that's the easiest to, to digest. Yeah. I, I think a great that mixed that with a generation of instant gratification right. yeah. just made it worse. Made it worse, yeah. Because I think like waters that, down. It waters it down. I think like if you listen to um I, I could talk about hip hop all day. Yeah. But like I I think if you listen to like early like if you listen to like Biggie's first album, right? Like people think if you if you can't understand it, you think he's glorifying violence. Violence, yeah. But if you Drug really listen dealing, to it, yeah. what he's talking about is the stress of being that broke, broke and yeah. having to revert to selling drugs. It is stressful. His his mother has cancer. His friends are being killed. Yeah. What happened to the summertime cookouts? Now every time I look around, somebody's getting took out. So, it's yeah. not 
fun. Yeah. But other people listen to that who can't understand it. And they're like, oh, he's talking about, you know, taking out people. And that's what they start rapping about. And they start being derivative and they can't get to that true essence. Yeah. And then they chop that to other people who can't understand it. And the easy way to do it is to mumble. Um, so you start getting that to come out. So like somebody who's not really that inversed, um, you know, invested in the culture, yeah. they're going to start being like, oh, like you can't listen to hip hop because yeah. he is Lil Uzi Vert. And they're not listening to the J. Coles. They're not listening to the, you know. But you're uh, right. Kermit yeah. Because at that time, uh, at that time, especially in the early 90s, early 2000s, we were rapping about your struggle. You know, that's what rap. That's where rap kind of, you know, w- w- originated from was the struggle in you know the Bronx and Brooklyn, yeah. things of that nature. KRS One, hipsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that you know that's where it came from. But now I will have to somewhat agree with him, somewhat. But I'm just saying we still have the J. Coles, we still have uh, you know the um, Kendrick Lamar's, the you know Big Sean's, things of that nature, who are still you know saying stuff, you know. There, uh, there are tons of artists out there who are still saying stuff. Yeah. That is not the popular Talib artists. Kweli, exactly. You yeah, know? backpack rappers. Yeah, Logic, things of that nature. And you, yeah. you'd get that from any art form. Like, yeah. if you listen to, um, you know, I have friends who were really into rock, and they'd be like, oh, this stuff that's on the radio is stupid. Like, rock you have now to, has so, de- like, rock is kind of dead. It's dead. Like, dead but, in, the, in the terms of it's not like it was when we were growing up in the 90s of course look at as we say like it wasn't like what we were growing up but it really but I mean, isn't like, like, I mean like rock has fundamentally changed where like how yeah. many how many um, how many popular groups out there have two guitars and a, and a drum set I don't know like it's yeah. all like techno now yeah um, everything is EDM <laughs> yeah it's like it's like it's just a little pads <laughs> yeah. it's fundamentally a different like yeah. rock is very different than like hip like so but like even like people who are into that music would be like oh like you have to kind of go in and like listen to um, you know, like these groups that you have to yeah. find because what they're putting on the radio is trash. Exactly. We um, had like the Red Hot Chili Peppers back then, and like all the you had so many rock groups that were like that were so mainstream. But now it's so it's like mainstream nothing, is yeah. always going to be kind of um, derivative of actually good art. Yeah, and you have to kind of and search for that is, and, yeah. and find it. Yeah. Um. Like. Uh, so yeah. So as we're saying, because we're just gonna wrap this up. So as we're saying, just don't. Don't limit yourself, you know, uh, even if you're a, a black parent and your kid is listening to rock, you know, and I have, you know, friends, we have friends uh, you know, that are black who are who listen to rock like, Chris, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it, had, doesn't, it doesn't make them a bad person, you know, <laughs> it, it just makes them cultural, you know, you know, culturally sound. They like different things than yeah. we do. Like everybody, yeah. like That's black people aren't should. a monolith. Yeah. <laughs> we you, like you different shouldn't, music. You shouldn't just put what, somebody in a box and. Hello. Say that again, Pharaoh. No, he's doing. But something. yeah, say that again. What did you just say? Yeah, like everyone likes different things. Like, yeah. You know, we what floats like your boat, it. man? That's it's like, it's your life. It's their life. Let them. You know, you're gonna like what what they're gonna like, and and you can't control that. So. All right, so we're going to actually go ahead and close out that or this episode that we're that we're doing right now. Um, as we always say, what's our gold star point? Farrah, what's your gold star point? My gold star point is that if the... Oh, hold on. Before you give your gold star point, um, hit them with um, stargazing real quick. Let, let, let's, uh, let's lay down. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the wilderness. And we're looking up at the stars. It's freezing as our, you know, freezing our asses are, uh, you know, off outside. But 
what 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 was what's going on what's going on there on, with the stars in the universe i'm just right now watching two old old galaxies merge and collide and from it they're studying new like ways to measure the universe and galaxy and they're getting a better map of the universe around us um have they seen anything of- discovered anything new yeah, we got, there were like, there's major discoveries. New gravitation ways of measuring gravitational wave. They're thinking they're getting a better understanding of how gravity works and how to, like, kind of roll back an image of how the universe is formed. But one of the theories that just came out of the guys, like, we have to kind of admit that the Big Bang is just probably some event in a series of other events. Like, the universe may not have no beginning. This might just be some infinite loop of explosions and re- retractions so it's it's pretty crazy right now mm, all right and go on with your gold star point my gold star point is stop taking the shortcuts when it comes to your politics stop thinking that the politicians are magically going to know the right thing to do and stop thinking that just because it's never worked before voting won't work in the future there's so many people giving up because they're like, we voted for Obama, but nothing changed. It was just the same old stuff. All right, he failed you, but that's just a fact that we ought to cultivate better guys. They're politicians. <laughs> Find them. These yeah. people who you think are good enough to keep their word and go for it. And surround them with good people so they don't have to sell their soul to get elected. And that's how you make sure you have good people in office. There you go. That's that. But yeah, so... <laughs> Um, I just think over the last week, one of the major disappointments um, and the major things that's kind of made me just uh, mellow over the last couple of weeks is the fact that Roy Moore might become an actual senator. Um, We have a group of people who would rather vote for a pedophile, a pedophile than a liberal. And it's because, and I didn't even mean this to kind of roll into Farrell's point, but it is people taking the shortcut to politics. They vote for the Republican because he's a Republican, I'm a Republican, I'm part of that same tribe, therefore I'm voting for a said person. But at a certain point, when do you stand up for principle? When do you stand up for your values? Do you even have values to the point where you are voting for a pedophile to be your representative, to represent you in our state government? Um, so I, I think that at a certain point, sometimes you have to buck your, your tribe, buck your people and do what is right. And at some point, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that everybody has the same values and that everybody should subscribe to the same values. But at some point we should all agree that pedophilia is wrong and that we should not vote for pedophiles, no matter what party they are in or what letter is by their name. So have some sense of decency, I guess, is that that's my goal star mm. point. <laughs> I'm going to just go deep inside and just uh, and just say, make sure you know yourself. Just be be uh, be one <laughs> with yourself, not to sound like, you know, an Obi-Wan Kenobi or or any sort of uh, thing like that. But this is kind of just ta- like tailoring off of what Estat and Pharaoh said. You know, it's like, don't think that you are this object of a politician don't think that you are this object that is 
either liberal or just a liberal or just a Republican or just you can be anything that you want to be, but also know that you are a human being and that you should have human decency. And within this tax bill and things of that nature that are going on, this is not this is not what humanity is for. Humanity is you're serving others and this tax bill is not serving others. Um, and then also if you see something going on that's wrong, especially within this, you know, you know, age of our guy friends and so forth doing dumb shit and, you know, touching women and, you know, you know that it, it, it's not right. Say something, you know, step up to them and say something uh, because we can't let this, uh, this keep going on. You know, we have to uh, usher in this new, this new generation, you know, into, into something that's not chaotic and, and brought in from old time thinking, because that's, as we've seen, that hasn't gotten us anywhere, but fucking courtrooms and allegations (laughs) and, 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 and actually even men with power thinking that they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Like, nah, you can't do that, homie. Um, so as we always say here at the get up podcast, stay woke. Deuces. Stay woke. Don't vote for pedophiles. <laughs>